0: What if you're wrong? People ask us this all the time and then usually follow up with, aren't you afraid of leading people astray? It's an issue we have addressed before, and it seems to be an underlying fear for so many in the church. So today, we want to talk to the church. It has so consumed the church, this fear has been spoon-fed to people for decades, it hardly thinks to turn the question around on itself. So we're asking you, the church, what if you're wrong? In this episode, we give seven reasons why the church should be afraid not to fully affirm LGBTQ people.
1: Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay?
0: Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts podcast. Welcome back, maybe, hopefully, to the Freed Hearts podcast my name is Robert Cottrell, and I'm here with... Susan
1: Cottrell. Yeah, it's just us. It's just us. It's always us.
0: Yep. Yeah, we're so happy. We don't have... We haven't had guests. Um, we, we're, we're just talking about things. Maybe we'll have a couple of surprise mm-hmm. people show up in the future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll know. But it's just us. It's just us. Yeah. Yep. And, well, and you. <laughs> uh, yes, we're, we're so grateful that you're here, that you've given yeah. us these few minutes in your life, and, and allowed us to share them with you. We're on this journey together. And don't forget to connect with us at freedhearts.org. You'll see everything we have going on, everything we have to offer, our especially our new signature Beloved Adventure programs. Please do take a look at that. And as far as the podcast goes, please do subscribe and share and support. If you like what we do and you have the means We would love to have your financial support. We need it. It means more than you know. It helps make all we do possible. And there's a link on the podcast page as well as on the website for that. So, all right. Well, you know, we hear all the time. We're going to talk about something here today, about seven reasons why the church should be afraid not to affirm LGBTQ. And we get asked all the time, what if you're wrong about defending gays? They ask us all the time, and then usually follow up with, "Aren't you afraid of leading people astray?" And that seems to be the underlying fear for so many Christians in the non-affirming church. I think the fear of leadership in the non-affirming church is quite different. I think the fear of leadership in the non-affirming church is that hey, this thing's going to get off the rails, and mm-hmm. we're going to lose control of this, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll be exposed for having the false, t- knowing that we were teaching false teaching, all kinds of yes. things going on there.
1: Lose people, that means lose right. revenue, lose right. control.
0: Yeah, and, the, the, um, and fear has so consumed the church and the larger culture on this issue. Fear has been spoon-fed for decades, um, oftentimes on purpose. Um, we recently turned that question around and asked you in an episode a few weeks ago that what if you're wrong, how to know for sure. And if you do still wonder, please go back and listen to to that episode, and you can know for sure whether you're wrong or right. But today, we want to turn that question on the church yes, and ask, well, what if you're wrong? Yeah. I mean,
1: what dire consequences await if you just simply lay down this battle and embrace people? What a thought. Yeah. Your neighbors, your children, and stop trying to change them. What if you simply love people who are gay or trans or pan or ace or any of that, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't know the words I just said? What if those few verses that in truth address issues like excess lust, gang rape of angels, sex with slaves, young boys and temple prostitutes, idol worship, what if they have absolutely nothing to do with same-sex relationships based on mutuality of two willing partners? What if those verses are all about abuse of power and nothing about marriage equality? What if a devastating distortion of interpretation has occurred and you just don't see it?
0: Or church leadership, or you won't see it, or you won't admit it.
1: And that is, in fact, the case.
0: Yeah, that's the case. And, uh, you know, a serious study— really the real honest theological debate, here's the truth, the real honest theological debate on this has been over for quite a long time. Now it's just branding and posturing and all this, and again, the fear-driven motivations of the leadership of the non-affirming church to maintain their control and power and income and all kinds of things. But a serious study of the context and language shows that these verses have nothing whatsoever to do with LGBTQ people. And this is nothing new. Church and cultural history is rife with fear that has kept them locked in this wrong interpretation, either unknowingly or knowingly but unwilling to change. Yeah. Locked in this false interpretation and false teaching. And that has consequences. When you fight to preserve a handful of mangled, twisted passages that has cost real lives yes. and real time and
1: too many of them. Too
0: many of them. It has destroyed families, destroyed churches, and resulted in countless deaths and suicide. What if affirmation is not the error here, but refusal to affirm is the terrible and costly error?
1: Yeah. I mean, the culture is rapidly moving to normalize people mm-hmm. who are LGBTQ. Absolutely. Up to and including marriage equality, like it or not. And if you plan to stand against affirmation in God's name, then we want to ask
0: you, church, we want to ask you,
1: what if you're wrong? If you're wrong, you have grievously, grievously sinned against your neighbor and trampled countless verses from the Bible that you claim to uphold. And we're just going to take a look at a few. Yeah. And we're going to do this in full on. Christian terminology. Yeah,
0: so, trigger warnings a bit. We're going to talk <laughs> like evangelical Christians here because that's who we're talking to Yeah. in part. But these are seven reasons why the church should be afraid, deeply afraid, not to affirm LGBTQ people and same sex relationships. And let them
1: encourage you if you've yeah. come from that.
0: Yeah. And again, we share this to you. We understand that most of you were, we're preaching to the choir and we say that a lot, but we're actually you know, strengthening the choir, hopefully, and and reassuring your heart that you are on the right track. You're on the right side of history. You're on the right side of God's heart. You are on the right track here. And this is to encourage you on that and maybe give you some tools and ways that you can respond when these things come up in your own lives. Yeah. So number one, you have not loved God as you try to enforce God's law by changing and fixing instead of letting God move as God sees fit. Again, so if you're wrong, you've not loved God as you try to enforce God's law by changing and fixing people instead of just letting God move as God sees fit.
1: Number two, you have not loved others, which means to get to know them, embrace them, or simply stop fighting against them.
0: What a novel concept that is. Yeah. Reason number three, church, is you have made God's little ones stumble. And that means the least of these. It means the ones who are oppressed and marginalized. You have made God's little ones stumble. You
1: push them down. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. run behind them and push them to the ground.
0: That's true. As you encourage parents and equip parents often and reinforce parents to disown their children and send countless numbers into the street as children just for coming out and admitting that they're gay, even if they... Never had a relationship just saying "Mom, Dad, I'm gay in many cases again twenty five percent get thrown to the streets immediately in church. That's a reason that you should be afraid not to affirm
1: twenty five percent of homeless gay youth
0: they became homeless the became same day they came the out
1: same yeah. day they came out, yeah, so number four number four, you've set yourself up as up as judge of people, though that is clearly above your pay grade.
0: And we know many of you get paid quite a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is above your pay grade to be the judge of people. It's not your job.
0: Each one of these is an episode in itself, but the systems of the church, the patriarchal church that at times has said, well, you you shouldn't even read the Bible because you can't understand. I'll read it and, and tell you what it means. Or they've set up the rules and, they, and they've They've ignored things and they've cherry-picked and all, all that kind of stuff. They've set themselves up to be the supposedly the only ones who can rightfully judge, but that's not the case at all. In fact, Jesus said that the religious leaders were the least trustworthy, right? Susan? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, and that's the group of people that Jesus got got angry at were uh-huh. religious leaders who w- were judging people. Yeah, uh, and again, that's above your pay grade. So, number five, you have denied community. You have denied community to people God loves, which is the absolute opposite of the teachings of Christ.
1: Yes, absolutely. Number six, you claim to love God, but you have hardened your heart against God's people, against God's people, contradicting the teaching that you claim to follow.
0: And often preach every Sunday morning. Finally, number seven, you have denied Jesus. You've denied Christ. As you have denied the least of these. Yes. that's The least
1: powerful, the least visible, the least resourced.
0: Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. You have denied community and love and acceptance and life itself to the least of these. And in doing that, you have denied Christ. Yeah. Church, I hope... (laughs) I mean, I hope you're listening. That's a kind of a goofy thing to say, but you know, sometimes these messages are like ripples, like they're like a, a stone in a, a lake. You just put these things out there, and it goes from us to maybe you, and maybe one of you serves as in church leadership in some way. So it, it, part of this comes into a meeting in your church leadership, and then and we've heard those stories. So we put this out there as truth, and we trust. We just speak it, and we trust God with the rest on this. So. Yes. And the cost of this, the cost of this denial is staggering. Yes. If you're going to be afraid, I know that the church has instilled this fear of homosexual people and the homosexual, quote, agenda, which, by the way, is just like puppies and cookies and a happy life. If you're going to be afraid, be afraid of not accepting LGBTQ people. Be afraid of rejecting them. Jesus had a special place in his heart, a special place in his heart for those who are oppressed and marginalized, and those religious leaders deem those people as less than or others. He forgave people when others in the law demanded condemnation. We've talked about this on several episodes in the past. He lifted up those who were beaten down. Jesus welcomed and loved always and in ways. If we claim to follow Jesus, Let's do the same. So those are the reasons. So what would it look like? What's the hope here?
1: I mean, I see, we see prejudices breaking down, walls breaking down, pastors rethinking their entrenched positions. We do. Yeah, parents are choosing their children over learned doctrine that doesn't reconcile with their lived experience or with the heart of God.
0: There's a whole movement of parents happening, and I know many of you are part of that. We're part of that. But there's also a a movement of pastors, of church leadership in this area as well. So these walls are breaking down.
1: And I wanted to share this from a mom Mm. who's part of the Facebook group that we run for moms. It's a private group, uh, Moms of LGBTQ Children. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of moms and dads who feel the same way. She said, being only two years into this journey with my son, I still once in a great while read people's anti-accepting comments and blogs and wonder, am I being deceived?
0: Remember, wait, let's, let's stop right there for a second. Yeah. What is that now? Gaslighting. Remember, yeah. we talked about that specific yeah. phrase. Yes. So, I'm sorry. Yes, i am be you. sorry.
1: Um, yeah, she says, oh, how I wish Jesus would have just come right out, ha, 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 <laughs> and said what many of us know he's showing us. But then I think this journey is such a challenge for us, us on this side, for those on that side and for our gay friends and family caught in the middle. And the challenges shape us, force us to draw near to God, if we allow them to. Challenges challenge our thinking, our past teachings, make us take a look at our convictions. Are they biblical? Just what we've been taught, or just the way we feel? What is it? And they encourage us to open our hearts and our minds to delve deeper, and to pray fervently, pray our hearts out to the Lord.
0: That's a great email.
1: Yeah, and I love her thoughts there. And when I started writing and speaking about LGBTQ issues, I kept saying, please, God, don't (laughs) let me lead anybody astray. I remember that. Like, that was a huge thing. I was like, I love Jesus with all my heart, and that's the last thing I would want to do. And I felt like I'd stepped on a high wire without a harness. (laughs) And I prayed not to fall. I, I reached the other side, and it felt like a perilous walk. Mm. But God kept confirming me in gentle ways.
0: And that's where you are so good at trusting your heart in this. Yes. Because God, if you're listening to this and you're on that wire still, listen yes. to your heart. Trust your heart. God yes. will confirm this journey in the most amazing ways. That's
1: how the Spirit speaks to us and leads us in all truth. And God kept confirming me. And it was like people would comment that they could see the love of Jesus and what I shared, or they felt that someone had finally heard them and loved them in all this, as is. And that's that is the whole point. How could this not be God's doing? Of course, I'd have preferred a text directly from God early on saying I was doing and believing the right thing, but God is more subtle than that. And now I'm really grateful because it was a walk and a journey mm. and a trust relationship, walking hand in hand. It wasn't just being led without any response on my yeah. part.
0: So do you think God would have an iPhone or a Samsung? <laughs> oh,
1: I'm sorry.
0: There's a joke. I was looking for an iGod or a I some, right, some, right. some sort of app. Av- anyway, okay. You know, and Jesus taught outright. He taught outright, I accept and love all people, period. Yeah. He did not add regardless of their orientation. Just like he did not add, regardless of race or age or gender, many Christians seem to need that as if he had, they would have just moved on to another battle. Perhaps God gave us the journey this way to focus on relationship instead of right and wrong.
1: Imagine you know what I
0: mean. And again, the instead of having a rule or a list of right or wrong, we have to base what is right and wrong on something else. And that's on love and on relationship. And that's beautiful. That's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. Not are we following this list or that list and who's not following this list. But like you say, the question we always should be asking is, are we loving and are we loving well?
1: Yeah, we need to remember that the greatest command is to love well. And so if we're not loving well and people are saying, church, you're not loving us well, then that would be the greatest sin, wouldn't it? And it doesn't really talk about leading people astray. It talks about loving people well.
0: Mm. And perhaps, again, there is a greater plan in the universe to encourage us to dive deeper into this and what, what Jesus taught and the overall message of spirit here that enables people to hear each other and to listen to each other and to see each other and to get involved in each other's lives. Which is what
1: really love looks like Exactly. being played out in daily activity.
0: And you talked about it being the, the greatest command. Uh, really, it's the only command. Yes. You know, it, when you everything say,
1: else will fit under yeah, that.
0: Love God, love your neighbor, everything else. And that's the same. You know, and if you don't do that, like if you don't do one of those, you don't do the other one. So that, that's really the same. And then everything else falls under that. So it's really one command. So that's what it's all about. That's it. You that's know, very so. exciting. So, and again, many Christians add things so that they can have another platform to stand on. We talked about this. I'm sorry, I say that a lot, but we do talk about these things and we repeat things because they come up every day. You know, we say something and we make a point like in a group and it comes up with, you know, the same kind of question from a new member of the group the next day. So, it does come up. We've talked about the motivations of the leadership of the non-affirming Christian church and that, and then many Christians add things so that they can have another platform to stand on, to raise money on another way to instill fear, another way to control. And if that sounds jaded, you know what? It's not jaded. It's actually very accurate. Yeah, You know, something that they can be right about because if they can be sure they're right Mm -hmm. or the best way to be sure you're right is to make sure someone else is wrong. And that's how you find peace and quote safety in a system that systematically makes you afraid.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a system that's dedicated to making you afraid, so you'll stay dependent. That is a problematic system.
0: And it has led to it has led to just tragic, tragic results. Yeah.
1: And focusing on right and wrong, there's a whole teaching about this. So yeah. I.
0: We may do a podcast on this, just thinking. Yeah, that's a
1: great idea. But focusing on right and wrong is living off the tree of knowledge, which, you know, the Bible says, don't do that.
0: Don't What's the tree of knowledge again? It's the tree of the knowledge of good, good, and evil.
1: So it's not the tree of good and evil. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's me saying, you know, you divorcees, well, we'll accept you now because enough time has passed with that that whole issue and enough pastors are divorced, so we're going to We'll accept you. But gay people, no, we're still kind of raking in a lot of support yeah. by not accepting you. So you're out. And you know, we think these things are based on the Bible. They're not. They're based on the living off the tree of the knowledge yeah, of good and evil. That's
0: right. Let's let me say that again here. Focusing on right or wrong, either one, focusing on right or wrong is living off of the tree of knowledge. And they says, Don't do that.
1: Yeah that's the whole point of the trees and the tree of life is the other tree in that story in the garden and that's about focusing on relationship focusing on the spirit of god leading us in all truth leading us in love leading us into reconciling with each other
0: that's interesting because if the knowledge if all knowledge of right and wrong is on the tree of knowledge then Any focus on what is right and wrong is not part of the tree of life.
1: Yes. That's phenomenal. I know we probably will go over that another time and unpack it because powerful teaching. There's a whole thing to it to understand it. But that gives us recognize that yeah, recognizing that is very comforting.
0: Yeah. That we can be at peace. And we hope this does that for you too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The greatest command is to love each other. And that means that the greatest sin is to you know, the greatest affront to faith is not to love each other. And if you talk to LGBTQ people for five minutes, you'll recognize that the non-affirming church has been completely unloving to this community. That's what should send shivers down your spine. You know, not that you might have accidentally not held someone accountable for something, which you weren't even told to do.
0: Right. You know, the impact, these issues like self-harm and depression and And homelessness and and substance abuse and suicide, all of those are a direct result of faith-based, primarily family, faith-based rejection. Yeah. And that's just the truth. That's just the facts. If you interact, if you talk to this community for any length of time at all, you can feel the visceral pain and suffering that they have gone through. That
1: the church has inflicted. Yeah.
0: And church. Which is
1: people in the church.
0: And church and leadership. That should be, you shouldn't need six more reasons. That should be the only reason you need is the pain that has been caused on this community. Yeah. Because of this kind of false teaching should drive you drive you to your knees. To say, okay. That should be reason right there to affirm.
1: That's right. Exactly right.
0: God is moving. God is moving. There's no doubt about this. There's no, not just in me and in you, Susan, but in all of you people listening. God is moving and so many others. So much is changing. And I believe that we're in a time of, of reformation, a time when people are stepping out and learning how to unconditionally love each other. And learn that they themselves, it starts with you. It starts with going to that mirror and smiling and saying that you, that I'm worthy. And learning that you are unconditionally loved by God, that you belong, that you matter, that you're worthy.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Now, I know there are many of us walking that wire. You're not alone out there. But you know what? (laughs) That wire is much closer to the ground than you think. (laughs) It's much closer to the ground. Than you think.
1: I've long since stopped being afraid. I know that I'm living in truth and on the right side of God's heart and the right side of history. Mm. And I invite you to do that too, to just trust that you're in the right place. And I affirm LGBTQ people because of my faith, not in spite of my faith. I love outwardly because of my faith, not because I've compromised some part of my Mm. faith. All that's required is that we trust that still small voice, and it shows us that you're hearing God's voice all along.
0: What Jesus said, it's the spirit that will lead you in all truth, and you can trust you have a good heart, people.
1: Yeah, and if it's negative stuff that comes up and you think it's God, it's not. It's your conditioning. I tell you, God doesn't speak to you that way, I swear. God does not speak to you that way. God speaks love and tenderness and compassion, and if that's not what you're hearing, it's not God.
0: You know what? You have a good heart. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You have a good heart. Yes. And you are worthy and you matter and you belong and you are loved and you are beloved. And we love you. We love you so dearly and we love you.
1: Yeah. And as much as we love you, we want you to love you. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. I know. I feel like oh,
1: I'm all tender and kind of weepy. I know it. I know. It's very yeah. sweet. And well, I, I want people to receive that and feel that way about themselves.
0: Yeah, because we get so angry. I mean, these. And if
1: if we, we could love you this much, do you think God doesn't? Boy, talk about lies. Yeah.
0: Amen. That's truth. <laughs> we love you. So be it. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me
0: down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www dot freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah Catrell, our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint please share this subscribe and follow on your favorite platform and thanks for
1: listening